0: Well, welcome back to Episode 7 of the Being Human cast.
1: Yay, Episode (laughs) 7!
0: Made it. Okay, so this is going to be a full episode again. Um, Both myself and Susie are back because obviously the last full episode, um, we, we weren't both... Available, so uh, it was myself and O'Deal for the main discussion. But uh, here we are, we're back, and we're going to discuss episode four of the first series. So, we're over halfway through the first series now. Um, as I think you probably well, two weeks ago, you, you will have heard O'Deal's how um, what you know why she loves um, being human, and also um, I read um, the information from Sarah that Sarah provided to us about her as well. So I hope you enjoyed that. Um, Okay. So, Susie, have you got any exciting news, or shall I cover the one little bit of news that I know of?
1: Um. No, I almost got to see what was going on on the BBC site from your computer through Dim Dim. That was pretty exciting news. Yeah,
0: we had, we had but it just yeah. didn't
1: go. Didn't happen.
0: We we had, we had some exciting fun playing with Dim Dim, so uh, we might try that again sometime. <laughs> um, yeah, the well, I guess it will probably be old news by the time this airs, but because uh, as as we're recording this, it's going to be about three weeks before this actually goes out. But uh, as of well, well, right now, there's been an announcement going out that, uh, the well, some of you probably know, um, Tony Toby Whitehouse and uh, Matt Bouch, I think it's Bouch, Bouch, Bouch I never worked on it, The producer of Being Human, uh, have got their own production company, um, Scoundrel. And apparently, the first show from Scoundrel is going to be a superhero genre type show. Um, it's a one hour long drama for BBC One called Orphans. So, no more news as of yet as to when that will air or what that will contain. But uh, um, it's too really interesting to see what those guys do to that genre, what take they do on it. So, um, there you go. <laughs> You're very quiet, Susie.
1: I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think. Well, I'm trying to think and look up some stuff because it seems to me I did have something, but I don't remember. I've been getting most of my news from Twitter, where I'm following uh, BBC. Then I'm following, you know, a couple of the being human, and then of course Sinead, following them on Twitter, and just hearing them talk and you know say a lot of things that are going on and everything. It really makes me wish that I had access to the website.
0: Well, the um, yeah, the BBC of. Oh, Obviously, Season 2, Series 2, has finished airing here in the UK now. and um, But to keep things going, the BBC blog team have been posting up deleted scenes and unaired bits and pieces from being human. Uh, so for every day, we've had one Sunday, one Monday, one today. We've had three little clips so far uh, this week. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see what comes out and what's going on from there. Now... Yeah. So I think this is turning into the shortest introduction ever. It probably is, doesn't help that it's you know gone two in the morning here in the UK. So I'm not exactly yeah. Uh, uh,
1: you're probably asleep.
0: I, I'm not exactly my best. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay.
1: Oh, that's okay. It's eight o'clock here.
0: Okay, I, I think we should perhaps just probo ourselves out of here and uh, and get on with the. Uh, The main discussion on episode four because I think that's going to take a while because uh, it's quite a big one. So uh, we'll go stop now for promo. Hope you enjoy it, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes.
2: Here's the story of the lovely summer who was busy teaching servers ninja skills, but she longed to spread the word of beef of goodness over all the dales and hills. Here's the story of a lonely forlorn who was busy dodging ducks beyond the rim. All the younger races were forgotten, except for spooning with Tim. Till the one day when that lady met this forlorn and they knew, just like Stackman was to lunch, that this group was meant to geek together. That's the way we all became the Babcast Bunch, the Babcast Bunch, the Babcast That's the way we became the Babcast Bush. The Babylon Podcast. You
1: can find us in iTunes or at BabylonPodcast.com.
2: So, what have we got left to look forward to? Us refugees. The flotsam and jetsam of death. Maybe, if we still deserve such a thing as mercy, we find each other.
0: Okay, and we're back. So um, let's uh, go on or crack on with the uh, discussion on episode four. So um, just what an awesome
1: was... promo! <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, don't made me laugh. Um, anyway, sorry. The uh, well, oh, I completely lost my train of thought now. So
1: <laughs> sorry, <laughs> my bad.
0: Um, anyway, so okay, where are we at? So episode four of the first season. So the first season of Being Human obviously has six episodes. The second season has eight. So uh, episode four is over halfway through. So things are really starting to build up now as we head through the first season. So the episode um, starts off with like the recap of you know Nina and George in flagrante, shall we say? Um, the whole bit with Mitchell trying to get Lauren on the straight and narrow and Lauren giving Mitchell the DVD and the big reveal sort of recap that Owen killed Annie. So um, do you want me to carry on, Susie, or do you want to make any initial comments on episode four? Uh,
1: no, just the – you can so- carry on and I'll i will just pop on in.
0: You just interrupt. you're doing right?
1: good so far. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'll just interrupt right away.
0: Isn't that what I do the best? <laughs> uh, I I wouldn't say that. So Anyway, uh, I, I think <laughs> episode, episode is quite a lecture. I'll just go off on a tangent for a second. But when I was talking to Ideal, one of the things I said was that I, this, in a way, was the episode I was least looking forward to because most of my memories of episode four, um, in a, not that they weren't favorable, but I think it's... I just remember it being a difficult episode to watch. Uh, I don't know if that's because Why was of that? the whole... Well, I don't know if it's because of the whole uh, bit with um, Mitchell being accused of being a paedophile. I mean, it's quite grim and quite gritty. The sto- you know, it's, it's a love, lot I've, darker storyline. This line. is
1: terrible to say. Yeah, I agree with you there. But, I mean, um, when I first watched it and they were saying that he was a, a paedophile... Mm -hmm. I was like, what are they calling him? What are they saying he is? And then the scene started playing more, and I go, oh, my gosh, they have him acting like a pedophile. And I was like, oh, okay, that's just another one of those.
0: That's one of those things. I wasn't
1: understanding it, yeah.
0: The fact that we pronounce the word in a completely different way to you, yeah. but Yeah, because the
1: way y'all say it makes it sound pretty. The way we say it makes it sound ugly.
0: I don't know, it sounds pretty ugly the way, from my perspective, but I guess it's, you know, what you're used to. But I mean, yeah. so I I rewatched the episode this evening, not, you know, thinking, okay, let's, you know, get through this. And actually, it, I think it's probably one of my favourite episodes. <laughs> it's really weird. It's like my memory of it was just really distorted because that is actually just one small part of the overall story. Um, I mean, it actually has my favourite ever opening. I mean, the episode kicks off with that brilliant bit of Mitchell with Mitchell's dialogue. Um, And then you get the bit with Mitchell walking along as Mitchell's talking about uh, finding yourself, you know, and you can only... Get on with your life once you find out who you are, and you get the image of him walking through the park through the years as his you know, his, his clothes change and he goes into uniform and out of uniform and so on and so forth and It's a brilliant opening scene, and I just think you know that's probably one of my favorite opening scenes, even including what I've seen in season two. I think it's probably one of my favorites so far um and then so you get this great opening about mitchell you know having Got to a point in his life where he's found who he is, and then it goes straight into Mitchell you know, going into the funeral home to take on Seth because he's trying to get Lauren back, and um, and Herrick really takes him to task because Herrick's view is that he's actually being unfair on Lauren, and the weird thing is I actually found myself agreeing with Herrick because Herrick's true, you know, that he turned Lauren, he then left her. They picked up the pieces and sort of told her what she was. He then came back and took her off again, tried to make her understand why it was great to try and be, you know, be more human and stop drinking blood and, you know, yad yad and, and then that doesn't work out so well, so they end up picking the pieces again. And now here's Mitchell again to try and do it again. And Herrick's view is like, you know... Um, you know, you know, you know, she needs some more consistency. It's he's actually being cruel because she's a vampire; she's not a human. So why does he keep trying to make her be human? You know, he took her. I think he actually comes up a line about how he took her, you know, her humanity away. So why is he trying to force it back on her? And it's it's one of the rare times you had to agree with Herrick. But I actually, you know, I get where he's coming from. That you know, Mitchell's done this to Lauren, and now. You know, it, it's. I think the whole thing with Lauren is more about Mitchell trying to make himself feel better than it is necessarily the right thing for Lauren at that point in time. If that makes sense. Um, so, uh, oh, and also Mitchell. Um, sorry, Herrick calls Mitchell on the whole DVD bit because uh, he you know asks him you, know, Did you see the DVD, and uh, it's obvious that Mitchell's watched the whole of the DVD, and Herrick's. You know, winding him up a bit on that, which I think is quite good as well. But for me, the whole scene—the interesting thing—is really just this whole, you know, Herrick calling Mitchell on on his newfound morality. So,
1: yeah, because um, he was supposed to have gotten rid of the DVD.
0: Oh yeah, and he—he uh, uh, he promised hasn't.
1: everybody that he had gotten rid of it, but he hadn't.
0: And, and uh, this would have been well, he... so much nicer an episode if he had. <laughs>
1: Well, he referred to it as, it was a um, a vampire pornography. Yeah. That it was his type of pornography, but you have to also, I think it led for Mitchell's character for you to see a darker side of Mitchell's character, that he is not all that much holier than now, that there is a little bit of a dark side to him.
0: Oh, there's a hell of a dark side to him. He's just holding on by a thread, isn't he? So... Oh, but, yeah.
1: But he was, I mean, it was sad. You could feel his pain almost when he was being accused of being a pedophile yeah. because he genuinely liked the little boy just as a friend and was protecting him from the bullies at first.
0: Yeah. Anyway, shall we, I, mean, I guess we're getting ahead a little bit, aren't we? So, oh, sorry. Um Because straight after that is just, just a fantastic scene. And it's the whole bit where George is getting dressed for his date with Nina. And, uh, you yeah, know, he comes in and uh, um, yeah, and asks if... Uh, well, first of all, you know, what do you think of this outfit and stuff? And Annie's like, you look like the restaurant staff. And he's like, oh, okay. So he goes off and gets changed again. And um, yeah, he comes back wearing this horrendous Hawaiian shirt, you know. <laughs> and uh, and Mitchell pulls him up on it. I'm trying to remember what Mitchell says. Um Oh, that's so it, he goes, you go, you're playing to break it to her that you cross-dress. On, yeah. Do what? Uh, well, he comes back in wearing this hideous, big, bright-coloured shirt, and uh, Mitchell looks oh, at his yeah. ass, so you're playing, to, uh, you're playing to break it to her that you like cross-dressing. <laughs> and Annie looks up and she goes, it's hideous. <laughs> and off he goes again. And then you get the whole bit of Annie flinging things across the room because she's gone all poltergeist. And you get this brilliant comment from Annie about, you know, how she's hoping to channel this poltergeist ability to move the fridge forwards because she wants to clean behind the fridge. <laughs> and oh, then then God. meanwhile George comes back in the room wearing a t shirt and she just looks at me and and ah, now it looks like you just can't be asked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then and then it just it's just great that you've got this whole serious conversation going on between Annie and Mitchell. And meanwhile George keeps coming in and out in different items of clothing. Um and then George starts worrying about the fact that um uh you know, when him and Nina had sex, uh, he was on the cusp of changing to be a wolf. And he's really worried about the fact that yeah, you know, will she end like him for the wolf because he had the wolf in you know, you know he has to come the comment, I had the wolf in me and it's brilliant as Mitchell just turns to uh Annie and just whispers, you know, hey, so did Nina. Yeah, you know, so did Nina <laughs> And there's this whole banter dialogue going on. It's just brilliant, this whole scene in the kitchen. Um, and then yeah. you get, you then move to Mitchell heading out of the house. And for the first time, Mitchell takes off the sunglasses when he's outside in the sun. Because if you. Later on You don't really see him Wearing the sunglasses Outside anymore And that's the point With the first time He's sort of Taking off the glasses And he's squinting And he's trying To get used to the sunlight Um And that's when As you were saying A minute ago Mitchell intervenes With the um, uh, the, the bigger the kids The Picking Yeah And uh I love that bit Where they're giving it Or they're giving him Loads of lip And it's like Being really rude to him And saying What are you going to do And he just looks And his eyes Just turn pitch black Don't they <laughs> Uh, they just run off screaming. <laughs> yeah, he it's took like, a
1: big chance doing that because the kids could have turned on him and turned him into everybody.
0: Yeah, but who's going to believe them? I'm sorry, but like if a bunch of kids go, oh, yeah, you know, that stranger was turning us off for bullying and his eyes went black. They, you know, be like, yeah, okay. Um, so I think he was fairly True. safe. Um but I, I love the fact that yeah, Mitchell's was like, "Hey, that you know, that was just payback for the, for kids picking on me when I was a little boy," you know. It was still uh,
1: ballsy of him to do it.
0: Oh yeah, uh, and then obviously you meet Fleur, who's – um, yeah, um, oh what's the? I've forgot his name now. What's the little boy's name? Bernie. That's it. Bernie's mom, um, and Fleur invites him back to the house for a cup of tea. And, See,
1: uh, I didn't understand her. Was she was she hitting on Mitchell? Did you get oh, the gotcha. impression that she was hitting on him? Oh, okay, completely. so it was not just me? Yeah. No,
0: no. I I think like apparently it would seem every female member of you know, of the uh the human race seems to want to hit on Mitchell. So uh, <laughs> I don't get it myself, but if you look at what's going on on Twitter, generally speaking, you know. Um
1: He is cute. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Allegedly so. I mean, he does nothing for me. But I like Russell too, though. But I like
1: Russell too, though.
0: Yeah, again. Um, Anyway, um, so you then got um, this whole... Again, the thing I love about this episode is there's so many little tiny character development moments, which are just brilliant bits of one-liner stuff. And you've got this whole, you've got the, after their wolf-induced liaison, um, uh, Nina and, uh, and uh, George are getting amorous. <laughs> because Nina's gotta go to work but she says, Hey, I've got an hour before I have to go, you know and George is all nervous and uh, he's like, Look, you know, I'm I'm really sorry, Nina, but you know, I you know, I can't be like it was the other night and there's this pause and she just looks at him, and she's like, Oh thank God <laughs> And, and um, you know and he's like, Oh, didn't you like it? And she goes, you know, I thought you had a good time. She goes, Well, I was more stunned than anything. <laughs> You know, and then you got this brilliant line from George about how you know why didn't we rewind back to the romance and the flowers and stuff? And it's just really nice to see that beginning of that deeper relationship between them. Um, But it's just the fact that George has been stressed out all day about you know Nina's going expecting to be this wolf-induced lover, and uh, Nina's like worrying herself all day that she's not going to be able to cope with him being this wolf and juice lover, so it's uh, just, again, interesting uh, and then, you know, you go back to Mitchell, and again, there's no sunglasses, and uh, you know, and he offers to take uh, Bernie out you know, and uh, he takes him off bowling, doesn't he um, and then you get the, the little tiny throwaway scene as as Fleur's doing her makeup, and she glances in her um, mirror of a compact and uh, uh, and she can oh, see yeah. Bernie walking down the road, but she can't see Mitchell. And, yeah, and she, doesn't and think she anything
1: freaked
0: it. her out. Yeah, yeah. I think she just sort of looks and it's like, oh, it's a trick of the light, you know. Um, and uh, it freaked her a out whole... at
1: first because she looked.
0: Mm. Yeah, you she looked. It freaked
1: her out at first. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like a whole double take. Yeah. Um, and Lauren turns up to the bowling alley and, uh, you know, and they have a nice time bowling and et cetera, et cetera. And then they go back to the house to have a party. Uh, again, it's just brilliant George moment. It's like, there's George doing all these goo-goo, baby-type, jokey-type noises and stuff. And Mitchell's looking at him like he's 12. You know, he's not four he's 12 <laughs> and george says ah yeah do you want a beer then <laughs> it's like one or two he's 12 is he that ah, do you want a cigarette <laughs> it's like for god's sake george it's like he's 12 <laughs> and uh, it's just great this dialogue between them you know you got annie sat there and you can't can't see annie but annie's moaning about them feeding him all this junk food and sweets and stuff um yeah And then it leads up to the point where Bernie asks, you know, who's that statue? And it's Lauren Hardy. And uh, and Mitchell's like, you know, I can't believe you haven't seen Lauren Hardy. And, uh, hey, why don't you go upstairs and uh, help yourself to any DVD you like? Um, And uh, and all I've got on my little page of scribble notes this episode I've just got like in big letters like OMG 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 you know <laughs> it's like <laughs> you just know what's coming it's like you know what DVD he's going to get I mean, even the first time I watched it you knew exactly what DVD he was going to get um, nope it and... took me
1: by surprise
0: oh okay it um, took
1: me by surprise because I thought they had given him the Laurel Hardy CD because I saw the CD and I'm thought, pretty okay, sure, you know, yeah, I'm,
0: Hardy. I'm fairly sure when I watched Lauren Hardy on TV as a kid, I don't remember either Laura or Hardy doing that. <laughs>
1: no, no, but whenever I first saw it, I really thought that they were going to take it from the standpoint of this kid was going to watch the DVD and say, you know, oh, this is lame, you know, take it from that. But yeah. then when it showed the picture and it showed the sex scene, I was like, Yeah, what are they trying to do now? Yeah. I, I got a little confused.
0: But Yeah, and as and as Bernie says later twenty apologizes when he's apologizing to Mitchell later on the episode, he's you know, he said, you know, I realised straight away it was the wrong DVD but I kept watching it anyway. You know, it's my fault, you know. I should have stopped it straight away and, and uh and given it back, you know. Um, but you know, hey, he's a, he's a l- little boy, isn't he? Because, uh, oh, because uh, going back a second, you got this ongoing bit with uh, about uh, Nina's breasts throughout the episode. Because <laughs> George keeps making these hand gestures where he's trying to, um, you know, uh, gesture emotion and whatever to Nina when they're talking about, <laughs> yeah. uh, and and he keeps putting his hands up in front of him, you know. And news like, what new's like, my breasts? <laughs> and, but what's great about that is that they then carry on when Bernie's around the house because George is doing the same thing again. And, um, you know, and uh, and Bernie comes out with some comment about, what, has she got big? And he puts his hands up as well. <laughs> <laughs> and Mitchell's like, why well, he's 12, you know.
1: <laughs> he knows. <laughs> oh, that's
0: great. Well, it's um, funny
1: watching them interact around a kid because it's like they didn't really know how to and it was almost like they were entertaining a little puppy dog.
0: Well, in a way, you know, to the extent, you've got George and, and Mitchell basically just... Being bro- grown up kids, but they are I mean, essentially, you know, the two of them are just big kids. Yeah, you know, that's what they really are most of the time. They're like big kids, and Annie's always the mom, isn't she, in the house? You know, so Annie clucking around, you know, fuss, fussing <laughs> Did you just over say the fact
1: clucking fa- around,
0: clucking around, yeah, but um, fussing <laughs> over the fact that. Um, Fussing over the fact that she, you know, that they're feeding him all this high sugar junk food stuff. Um, And meanwhile, the two of them are just, you know, ladding it out, aren't they?
1: Yes, they are. They're all having a good time, like, you know, little boys playing, like he invited a little friend over. Yeah. But he had good intentions. He really did.
0: Oh, yeah. And. But the whole thing really starts it's so fast now; it just spirals out of control, doesn't it? Um, you've got um, yeah, Annie. Annie can't believe that he didn't get rid of the DVD. Uh, then you got this, again. There's so many one-liner bits in this; it's just fantastic. You got George going like, "Why hide it in Lauren Hardy?" Yes. What else have you got hidden upstairs? And I can't remember the exact quote, but so like, we've got. Have you got like you know. Um, oh, is it German porn in something else or it's like this whole thing about, you know, what other you know, dirty movies have you got buried away in Lauren Hardy cassettes and etc and you know. Um and meanwhile there's graffiti being put in the house, the throwing eggs, you know, they got the people scribbling, you know, you know, perverts and pedos out and stuff um, They're not welcome to the supermarket you got the kids spitting on George uh, It's just so fast eh? it? just goes downhill And again okay, you've got George going Go on.
1: Why did they call him a pedo? Pedophile Okay so it's a short term for pedophile Alright yeah. gotcha Yep
0: yeah. And um, um, perv as well
1: Okay, well, it's I figured impervo. that's what it was, but I didn't know if it was... I got to thinking about it, and I thought, well, maybe it's a uh, a derogatory term. You know, maybe it does mean pedophile, but maybe it's a slang for a derogatory term, you know? Yeah, pe-
0: pedo is literally just abbreviated form of pedophile. Um, okay, cause you've, so it's um, like a um, slang. Because you got the bit later on, it's just... There's so much of it I just can't get This episode is just so good An episode Because you've got the bit Where Nina turns up At the house I'm jumping here a little bit And George opens the door but
1: everybody on the block Turned on him I mean everybody Oh yeah, But
0: George opens the door And they've written like Pedo on the door sink And George is shouting Down the road About how they're not Spelling it correctly <laughs> You know George is like yeah. really annoyed the fact that um, you know oh the um is like this is coming there's I think it's like what is it there's one a in in pedo not two or something you know it's like, <laughs> you know, it's like he's more annoyed at the fact that their grammar is incorrect and the spelling is incorrect than what they've written on the wall you know but <laughs> um but, but you George got the bit is just pref-
1: concerned with the correctedness of it yes
0: yeah. Uh, but you got the bit prior to this where George is moaning about all the rotten tomatoes that have been thrown at the house. And George can't figure out who it is that keeps rotten tomatoes. I mean, do people just keep rotten tomatoes on the off chance, <laughs> you know, so that there's yeah. like a, a pedo appears they can throw rotten tomatoes at? So, um, <laughs> but and then it, then it gets a little bit darker because George is like, obviously. Saying that they deserve this because they were deluding themselves by trying to be accepted, you know. And it comes out of the uh, the comment that George uses often about how they're monsters, you know. Um, uh, Okay, so Nina and George. I mean, George is trying to break up with Nina because um, you know George is concerned that everything he touches turns to shit, and he's got you know uh, dark, dangerous stuff and uh, they have no future together, and et cetera, et cetera. You know, and he tries to um, break up with them. Um, yeah. And then he goes back to the house, and they discover that the Owens coming round, um, and Annie absolutely flips out. I mean, she just loses all ability to control her newfound polter- poltergism? Poltergeistism? There's got to be a word for that. Anyway, um... So Owen arrives And uh, Oh What's his girlfriend's name Is it Jeannie 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 Oh my it? gosh Jeannie Jeannie Anyway her The annoying Jeannie. orange it tan Jeannie
1: Jeannie I just know yeah. her as the Je- Jeannie the... Janie. janie Yeah Jeannie, she isn't just, it? she's She's
0: The day glow I... tan Yeah And she comes in carrying this jiffy bag Which has been left on the door And <laughs> It turns out it's a jiffy bag full of poo
1: <laughs> Yeah
0: so, yep. Uh, which, uh, but and there's a great bit. Which big, um, he, yeah, he
1: stomps out and discovers it. <laughs>
0: um, so Owen, you flick to the part where obviously Mitchell's explained what's happened to Owen, and Owen's like, you know, I can't believe it, you know. And uh, he goes, Yeah, I used to have some pretty ripe stuff myself. I used to, and I'm uh, oh, sorry, this. I'm, this, I laughed so much when I saw this the first time. I, I mean, again, when I watched it tonight, um, Owen goes on about how he used to hide, uh, you know, basically he used to hide all his porn and stuff in his Red Dwarf box set because it's the one place the missus would never look. Now, I'm a huge Red Dwarf fan. I mean, I watched, watched Red Dwarf from when it started on TV, you know, and I watched it yeah. all the way through when it was on. And, um, and I really like Red Dwarf, but I know for a fact that, yep, you know, uh, no one in my family would look in my Red Dwarf box set because I'm the only person that would ever go there getting out to watch. <laughs> so, we well, just that kept was kind of neat
1: to see a reference like that.
0: Yeah, it's just this comment of like, you know, uh, I, I hide stuff in there because it's the one place the missus will never look, sort of thing. And, uh, <laughs> it was just like, I was thinking, yeah, that is so true. <laughs> you know, and there's no way Annie would ever watch Red Dwarf, I'm sure.
1: Uh, she <laughs> might. Just,
0: well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think she would, you know, but, uh, I just thought it was great. This little, tip of the cap type one liners and stuff that just get thrown in, you know. Um I because mean, Red Dwarf was a BBC sitcom, a very successful BBC yeah. comedy sitcom. So um and then obviously I mean gives the notice that they guy got to get out of the house within the next month, which is not great. So um and uh, oh yeah then we get back to the bit we we're saying a minute ago the Nina comes visit. Um so Oh, and Nina's obviously worried or concerned that george that's George's big dark secret is he's a paedophile. And he's like, no, I'm not. You know, It's not that. It's something else. Something else I can't really tell you about. Um. um and then it obviously, yeah, it flicks back to Herrick again. Every time Herrick appears, it's fantastic. I mean, Herrick's great. And, oh,
1: you know he's going to cause trouble every time he appears. Oh, and he's somebody. loving
0: it. I mean, he, it's this great. He turns up and he's like, Mist, "You know, Mister Mitchell, I need to talk to you about. There's been allegations about. Uh, you know, we need to have a conversation about these allegations. of you uh, you know, basically kidney fiddling, as he puts it, you know, <laughs> and uh, and he like, yeah. And was it Mitchell's like, ah, it's nothing to do with you. And Harry's like, well, you know, you know, did you think that? Uh, oh, what's he? I'm to think what he says. It's something like. Yeah, do you think that uh, I was dressed like this because I was going to a fancy dress party? You know, it's like yeah. no, I'm dressed <laughs> like this because I'm a police officer. You know, um, <laughs> and and Herrick's loving it because Herrick knows full well he can quite easily take care of her. But and you can start to see that Mitchell's on the edge of just giving it up and going back to the way he was because oh, exactly. him and Herrick have this fantastic. A reminiscing session all about uh Glasgow and how when somebody was calling him on this stuff in the past, you know, how in the good old days him and Herrick would have sorted them out good and proper, you know. And um and then Mitchell pulls himself together, tells Perry ready to go and uh but you just start thinking, you know, Mitchell's you know, not on the edge here. He's not really Keeping it together um, As you'd hope Um, I'm trying to think What what happens next Uh, Oh and is Bernie own stuff Um, And oh and then Bernie turns up doesn't he At the house trying to say sorry Uh, And then the mob will kick off And um, Bernie runs off and And Bernie and interestingly enough You watch Bernie and Mitchell Both get hit by the car Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, Mitchell just gets up and runs around to Bernie. Um, And no one notices. No one says anything at the time.
1: Yeah, no one even says a thing about it. No one bats an eye. I mean, it's, but you can kind of, you can kind of understand that because the kid just got hit by a car. You see that the adult is okay. So you're like, okay, screw him. Concentrate on the kid. Yeah. And so you can kind of imagine why. Yeah.
0: But you get this, but, but, again, you're heading to this low point for Mitchell that you can, should you is? know, Mitchell, Mitchell's basically shouting out, you know, to the crowd, hey, look, you know, this is real community spirit, you know, and George just turns and it's like, you know, they're only human, and and Mitchell just yeah. turns and George, doesn't he, and goes, yeah, I'm a state for wanting to be like them. And you're thinking, whoa, okay, you know, so Mitchell's questioning wanting to be human. You know, it's like, okay. Uh, and then you've got this great reveal that people can now see Annie. Because Annie couldn't be seen before. And all of a sudden, something's happened, something's changed, and Annie can be seen again. Uh, well, Annie can be seen, so. Um, yeah. Uh, George goes off to see Nina, obviously, and Nina shares her, you know, well... Nina agrees that she can live with not knowing what George's secret is for now, but reveals her secret about, you know, the scars and stuff, which she doesn't want to tell George how she got them, but, you know, it clearly something not very nice happened to her. Um, um, and then you go back to Bernie in the hospital. I must admit, I never saw this bit coming, you know. I presumed that Bernie would pull through. I mean, even when George said, I've just watched a boy you will be killed, you know, you sort of thought, oh, well, you know, that's what George thinks. Something will happen, he will recover, whatever. But you get to the hospital, and nope, Bernie's on his way out, you know. Um, and Mitchell offers to help. And there's a whole bit where it's like, you know, I'm a vampire, you know. Give me the mirror, I'll prove it. Um, and, um, you know, Mitchell's explaining, you know, vampires are, are made. You know, they're, you know, they're they're snatched. You know, from from the point of death, you know, Uh, and he tries to convince. That part
1: surprised me too.
0: Yeah, I just because Mitchell's so, and again, it ties back into this the whole line before where Mitchell's questioning the value of trying to be human because I think a day ago, you know, twenty four hours earlier, there was no way Mitchell would even question changing anyone else. I mean, he didn't change, um, you know, when Lauren killed. I'm going to kick myself in a minute I can't remember her name again. The blonde-haired nurse that got killed right back in the first episode. Oh, God. Anyway, they'll I'll come back to me. Um, Mitchell didn't turn her to save her. He let her die. Um, but he's offering to change Bernie. And I think it's really cleverly edited together because you've got... Um, the scene with um, Mitchell telling Fleur that Fleur needs to decide what to do. You know, it's her choice. Yeah, you know, she says, "Well, what would you do?" You know, because I didn't see you you being particularly happy. You know, um, and he's like, "No, no, you need to decide." And then you see Fleur crying and running out of the uh, the morgue and them covering the body up, and you are presuming that she decided to let him die. And then you've got Mitchell at the train station saying goodbye to Fleur and Fleur going to get on the train and then up the steps walks Bernie. You know, and you're like, okay. So he he did change it. <laughs> and yeah. you don't quite know. I mean it's it's one of those it's one of those great things that, you know, you can see either interpretation in it, but the way they've led you to believe it's gonna be the other way. Um and she's like, "Well, do, you know, do I need to be turned to be a vampire as well?" He's like, "No, no, you need to stay human to keep him good, you know." Uh, and there's that final uh, bit where Bernie's thanking, you know, um, thanking Mitchell, and Mitchell's like, "You know, don't, you know, don't thank me," you know, and he walks off. And uh, I think it's actually the last thing that Bernie says is when he turns to his mom and says, Mom, I'm hungry." And it's like, "Yeah, yeah we know what you're hungry like- for."
1: She didn't know what to. D- I that part surprised me. I would have never have thought, you know.
0: And it's like you're thinking, how's she gonna feed him? You know, <laughs> that's what I was wondering. Is how does she feed him right there, right then? What's she gonna offer? You know, as food because he he doesn't particularly want a Kit Kat, does he, or something? You know, it's <laughs> we all know what he wants. So yeah, it's um. It's gonna be interesting. Well, it, it'd be it'd be interesting at some point to circle back and see what became of Bernie. Um, I mean, I don't think it's particularly spoilery read to say that he doesn't appear in season two. So, you know, maybe at some point in the future they'll bring him back in. But, um, and then obviously, you know, the episode finishes with Mitchell walking back into the uh, the funeral parlour, looking at Herrick and saying, "I'm in." And it's like that final point where Mitchell's just had enough, you know, he's tried being human, you know, he's tried, um, you know, he's tried staying on the wagon, and where's it gone, you know, um, so, I mean, it, it's, it's a very emotionally challenging episode. Because of the whole story arc with Bernie, him befriending this little boy, him getting accused of doing you know horrendous things to the boy, um, yeah, and then the boy dying, you know, and that whole storyline, and then interwoven around that all the extra one-liners and the bits of humour and comedy, um, and and watching as you know, Mitchell goes at the start of the episode from being very jolly, very happy. With Mitchell, you know, the whole bit about him saying that, you know, he's getting on with his life because he's finally figured out who he wants to be, and how who he wants to be gets completely turned on its head by the end of the episode um, because of everything that's happened, and and it's quite sad to see because you you you're so happy for Mitchell at the beginning, and seeing the fact that you know essentially. Humanity has, yeah, you know, screwed him over. To be blunt, it's um, it, it's not an easy episode to watch, but it, it is bloody good. You know? so, yeah, I just
1: it, it surprised me that he really turned a kid. I mean, even now, whenever I think back on it, I'm thinking, did he really just turn that child and condemn that child to being a child forever? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the bit that I was thinking of as well. Is that you know, um, at, at some point the child's going to be annoyed at being a child, but um, but I guess on on the flip side, I mean, um, do you, have you seen the Ivan and Daisy um, prequel ah. trailer thing? Okay, I won't say any more. Then. Um, but yeah, okay. It, it it really surprised me as well. I mean I I just it was out of character for the Mitchell we'd been lent to um led to know up until that point. Um I'm gonna try and find it's bugging me now. I'll try and find the name of that girl in the first episode. I'm sure I've got it written down somewhere. Uh Becca. Is it Becca? Yeah, it's Becca, isn't it? Becca's the one that Lauren kills in the first episode. Um, oh yeah, so yeah that's re- right. Yeah, so he refuses to save Becca, uh, but then he, he exactly. saves Exactly. Yeah.
1: And that that made um, oh my gosh, I want to say Russell. Um, George. <laughs> George, it's late. Can you? We okay? Andy, new rule: we're not going to mm. record late anymore. <laughs>
0: Well, probably we have to record late because there's a stupid six-hour is time difference.
1: <laughs> I know, but it sounded good me saying it, okay? Don't be harshing on my mellow, man. Well, All okay. right. I,
0: I, yeah. We'll, we'll it try. upset but, me when... Hmm.
1: I, I could understand George's feelings of him being ticked off. You yeah. know, that he wouldn't save her, his friend who would have been an adult as a vampire, but yet he saved this child who now is condemned to live the rest of their life as a child.
0: But I guess he is at least going to live.
1: I think that's the way uh, Mitchell saw it. I think that's really the way he saw it. He was responsible for it. And also, I think,
0: yeah, Mitchell couldn't live with Fleur's grief on his conscience. Yeah. I think for Mitchell, he, he managed to get some closure By giving Fleur back her son, it's like his re, you know, Too late to say the word. What's the word? Begins with R. Reparation. That one. (laughs) It's how he makes it up to her (laughs) for um, yeah, for everything that's happened. So, anyway. Um, I've been waffling on for the best part of half an hour plus about episode four and how fantastic it is. Do you have any extra comments or thoughts or things you want to say, Susie?
1: It was a very controversial, surprising episode with a lot of twists in it. And I thought it kept people on their toes. And for yeah. it being kind of halfway through, not I mean, not halfway through the season, but kind of in the middle That's whenever you have your episodes sometimes lag. They'll either start to lag, to lose interest, get repetitious, or they'll throw something in there that will really shock the complete bejeeza out of you and make you want to watch it even more. So here's a question for you.
0: Okay, if this was an American TV show, do you think an American TV studio would portray one of their leading characters – um in an episode as a paedophile. Do you think I mean, do you think a, a US TV company would um I guess have the balls to write a storyline like that?
1: Yeah, because I've seen some criminal minds and CSIs that have taken child murder and um incest and
0: Yeah, but have well, they done it with abuse? essentially yeah, but have they done it essentially with the the leading well the leading characters of the show.
1: I think if the storyline called for it and it made sense, I think they would.
0: Mm. I mean the reason why I ask is that obviously, you know, um there there's gonna be this US version of of um being human. And I know one of the things that's mm. often been annoy- annoying in the past is that um <sighs> historically speaking the um the bbc and itv and stuff in the uk seem to have more freedom to be more explicit shall we say in the programs that they make whereas there seems to be a lot more constraint and control placed on the us studios around the top the topics they can cover you know, um, and, and that's always been the issue yeah. in the past. That a lot of UK shows have been dumbed down to some extent when they've gone to the US, and that's why I thought I'd ask the question because, um, you know, it's like, would we expect the US version of Being Human to run a similar storyline? You know,
1: well, I guess the the one side of me would like to go ahead and see that they wouldn't have changed it. That if it was good for the character development, they would have done it. That's what I'm going on. But this is probably going to get us a lot of hate mail. Are you ready, Andy?
0: Okay, I'm going to duck.
1: I'm going I'm to say it. I'm going to say it. Get ready to duck. I know that there's talk of the American version of Torchwood and being human. And as happy as I am about the possibility of some of those characters coming over this way, I sure do not want to see it butchered. And I am so afraid that... The American companies are going to butcher the snot out of it. That's what I am I so afraid yeah. of. Is that they're going to butcher? I don't think it. anyone's
0: going to object to that. I mean, I know I mean, James my...
1: Marsters. Well, James yeah. Marsters has even said, "Oh, I'll play on the torch, the American version of Torchwood," and I want to say, "Dude, it's not going to be the same. They're going to butcher it." Kind of like when you take a movie and uh, a yeah. book and you turn it into a movie, it's butchered. Now, yeah. if they let me be on the panel to help out, then it'll be good.
0: The um, I, I I'm, I'm I'm still standing by my um, you know what I commented on the blog, you know that anything which helps promote being human and anything which drives you know more fans to the show because clearly a US. Version of being human is probably gonna get more advertising spend and more promotion in the U.S. than the BBC America, you know, um, implant of the the UK version. So the more people that see the U.S. version, who then ask the question of, "Hey, what's the yeah you know, the UK version like?" and go watch the UK version, then the more fans the show gets, and the more chances of us getting a season four and a season five after you know season three. So. I'm not Going to just condemn it On the grounds that Historically speaking This has never generally gone well Yeah However Based on historical experience I'm with you That I'm expecting it to be A disaster But you know You never know Um, It it could turn out That it's A fantastically good show so what's I up know. The I instead? just,
1: I just, I have a bad feeling about it. Call it woman's intuition. I just, yeah. I have a really bad, sad feeling about it that it's just going. They're not going to do it justice, and it's yeah. because I'm going to be comparing it. I mean, you know, I'm going to be comparing it. Oh, I yeah. just, I don't, I don't think they're going to do it justice. And you know what? If any of the producers or whatever are listening to this, then invite my. Invite me down there to see it Invite me to look at one of the scripts I would love to see it And then if it looks good Or I think it's going to be good Then I'll give my full support on it I'll even go on this show and say Hey everybody, it's going to be dandy It's going to be great But until then, I'm going in with a skeptic's view of I think it's going to suck balls
0: (sighs) Uh. Okay, well I think on that on that. Oh nicely wait, let me put... say it a
1: little more ladylike. I think it's gonna be really be really icky.
0: No, that's okay. We've got an explicit tag on the show. You can say it much, much less ladylike. No than no, that no no we'll no, we'll fine. have that
1: we'll have that part edited out.
0: <laughs> no, 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 we'll leave that part oh. in. It's funny. <laughs> anyway. Okay, I think um I think it's uh, time we got out of here and um uh, we ran out of a promo. So um we'll uh we'll be back in a couple of minutes. We'll see you later.
2: Okay. I'll I'll see you later, guys. I've been all over this crazy globe in my time. Rome, London, been to Nice and the Isles of... Well, I spent some time in Scotland. I even visited Sunnydale. Managed to get away with just a missing ear, which wasn't too bad considering what happened to most. A few weeks ago, I was planning to leave the US of A... You know, skip on a boat to some dark little place where I could just hide out for a while. I was almost packed when my brother calls me and says, you're going to get on a bus and you're going to come to L.A. And I say, you're kidding, right? With that freak running around in his leather coat just waiting to stick some sharp implement in me? No way. But then he says that the dear old Defender of Grace hasn't been seen in a few weeks. There are even rumors he's been killed. So what could I say? I got on the next bus, and I can tell you, I have been having a wonderful time. The streets are full of people just waiting to be dragged in a dingy alley. And with everyone on stupid diets, there is quite a library of tastes going around. It's the best time of my unlife. So there we are. Angels missing, and you know what they say. When the angels are away, the demons will play. Demons will play. Really. You got her, Connor? Of course I got her. And stop yelling. Amateurs. Join the party and listen to Angel Between the Lines at angelbetweenthelines.com. Okay, and
0: we're back. So uh, I think we we sort of strayed at the end of the discussion there into more of the the end banter. But uh, was there anything else in episode four that you wanted to cover, Susie? Or or are you happy that we've done episode 4 to death now
1: oh I I think we've done it justice um, pretty interesting convo while we were exporting the files <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm still thinking all of that
0: <laughs> sorry I distracted you um, but um, I mean uh, we were talking before about you know um, how the US version of being human may pan out and I think we just have to wait and see I mean ultimately um, Ultimately, however,
1: hoping it, for the best.
0: yeah. However, it pans out, it is going to um, provide more promotion and more advertising for the show, and and it will have a um, it will have the effect of making pe- more people aware of the UK version of the show, and I think that's no bad thing. So, you know, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see how it happens.
1: Well. I meant I hope for the best, but I'm expecting the worst, I guess is what I meant to say. I just, I'm,
0: hmm. So, so anyway, um, so I think we're pretty I much, am, we're yeah. pretty much done. Um, I think, you know, we, we're still getting the shows out every two weeks. Uh, we're still, you know, the, the next show will be out two weeks now. That'll be another mini uh, episode. And if memory recalls, I think that'll be you doing the next mini, Susie. So uh, that'll be in two weeks' time, and yeah, please, if you want to share your um stories about why you you know what it is you love or why you love being human, uh please do so either um you can either. There's lots of ways you can either email us at feedback at beinghumancast.com. You can add a comment to any of the posts up on our website and include your thoughts on why you love being human there. You can go on our contact page on the website and send it through to us as a contact uh, mail directly online that way without having to use um, your email account. You can um, do all of those. Uh, or alternatively if you want to send an mp3 um, feel free to record yourself telling us why you love being human and email that through to us Um, or if you want to do some other different way of uh, getting involved or being part of what we're trying to do here then uh, drop us a note so because we'd love to hear from you um i'm trying to figure out anything else we wanted to cover susie
1: Uh, No, that's – I mean, you covered it all pretty good. Cool. Actually, I I really would like to hear people's story because that's what I find interesting as to how people got into it, what they think about it, why they like it. I I find that interesting personally.
0: I mean, we, we had a few. Um, we we had a few people send bits and pieces in, so I know that we've got one lined up for for you for two weeks time. I know I've got one lined up for two weeks after you know, for a month after that. So the next two mini episodes we've got you know recordings for already, but then after that. You know, we haven't got any more, so we really want to start getting them in now, so that we've got them lined up. So please, 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 you know, we'd love to hear from you.
1: I'd like to see more people Twitter about it.
0: Yeah. Um, so, but you know, we really want to hear from you. Uh, we really want to, you know, have you know have you guys involved and uh, and sharing you know, sharing what it is you like. So, uh, I think we're done. Um, anything else?
1: Nope, that's it.
0: Okay, shiny. So we'll be back in two weeks with the next mini, and we'll be back in four weeks' time with the next major um, episode, which should be a discussion on episode five of the first season. So, you know, only a couple more to go, and then we'll be getting into season two. And uh, if we're lucky, the U.S. will be airing season two by the time we uh, get to that point, so... Um, so okay, um, I think we're done. So uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, appreciate your support. Um, you know, appreciate if you want to leave any feedback or comments uh, on tonight's show, and uh, we'll speak to you soon.
1: Bye, everybody. Bye.
0: Being Human Cast is a non-profit podcast. Being Human is owned by the BBC and Touch paper No copyright infringement is intended. Music used is from Podsafe Audio. You can contact us at feedback at beinghumancast.com or via our website, www.beinghumancast.com.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll be here. We'll see you later.